Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring the most awesome, world-renowned animal communicator, Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. That's right. Hey, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching humans and animals how to understand each other better. And log on to thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com for all things animal communication as well as other services and tips provided by Laura the Pet Psychic. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Chat room's open. I'm your producer and co-host, Ai Kusuhara. Kendra and Diana on the phones. Thank you, ladies. And Laura, welcome back yeah. from Thailand. Thank you. Thank you. I missed you guys. I missed you too. I know. I can't wait to hear all about it. So tell us um, what kind of animals you met there and your experiences, and I want to hear all about it. Yeah, so it was all about elephants. Everything was about elephants there. And we, um, we picked this town, Chiang Mai, because there's an elephant preserve there, and it's called Elephant Nature Park. Uh, elephantnaturepark.org and they rescue um, abused elephants and so it was like such an amazing experience there was like 30 of them we could just walk around the herd and we could just go after the elephants and pet them and they're like unbelievably such gentle giants Um, and you'd think that you'd be like scared around such massive creatures and so many of them, but they're so gentle. Wow. Um, and yeah, and it's it was pretty amazing because some of them had like their eyes had been stabbed out from the mahouts. So the mahouts are um, like the elephant caretakers, and um, they had so some of them had been abused by the mahouts, and some of them in the logging industry had had their legs blown off from stepping on mines. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty sad and there are elephants pretty much everywhere, like the trekking industry would just like make you sick because the elephants are look malnourished and they're just they're they're not in a good state at all. So like everyone who goes to Thailand and thinks that it will be so neat to take a ride through the jungle on an elephant really think again because um it's a really a bad situation for those elephants and we had known about the trekking industry, so we didn't, you know, the fam- my family that I went with, they, we didn't want to be involved in that. But we took a river rafting trip, and the river rafting trip hooks up with another company that does uh, elephant trekking. And so uh, we were on this bus with, like, this group of people, and one of the couples was from, from Holland. We were on the bus with them, and we got dropped off, and then we got taken to the river, and they went elephant trekking, and then we were going to meet back up at the top of the river where we started to um, go river rafting. And um, I walked up, like the couple from Holland was up on the elephant, and um, I walked up to the elephant, and she was so sad, and she had, like, they cried, and she had, like, tears coming out of her eyes, and 
I was stroking her and I was telling her, you know, like, I'm so sorry about what's happening to you and that there are people who are, like, fighting for your cause and that there are people that are really wanting you to be free and in a good environment and everything. And I was petting her and then the Makut was like, let's go, let's go. You know, he was speaking Thai, but he was, like, pretty much saying, like, let's go. And he was trying to get her to turn around. And she just paused for a second with me, not very long at all, and she then slowly turned. She's a big creature, so she has to turn slowly. They, they're not that agile, agile where they can turn fast. And for him, she took too long, and he took out this knife. I mean, it must mm-hmm. have been a foot long. And it was it's so clear in my mind because – we were in, like, the middle of the jungle, and everything was, like, dirty, and he was wearing brown, and he was, like, kind of dirty. and But this knife was so well taken care of. It was, like, it was like a hunting knife and just, like, really jagged, really sharp, and really shiny. And um, the elephant took too long to turn around, and he just took that knife and stabbed her as like hard as he could in the truck. And I literally burst out into tears and I was like sobbing like a baby. I was like <laughs> like that kind of crying. And oh my God. Um, the the husband, now the wife is looking up in front up to the other elephants, mm-hmm. but the husband saw it also and he gasped and burst out into tears. And later on, when we connected back up with them, he, they both, the wives' eyes were just, like, swollen. And she was like, it happened the whole entire ride. And they, they were like, we had no idea, you know. We thought we were going with a good company. We had no idea mm-hmm. that the elephants are treated this way. And I had, um, a couple of days earlier, I had gone to see these other elephants that were up from our hotel. And there were just four of them in this mahout. And they were, like, malnourished. They were really thin, and they were doing those, like, repetitive behaviors where they waddle back and forth, and their trunks were swaying back and forth. And um, and they had all these, like, blood stains on their trunks. And I was like, why do you have the blood stains on your trunks? Like, I was trying to figure out, like, had they been going through, like, sharp places in the jungle? Like, why would they have those on their trunks? Mm-hmm. And they really couldn't talk to me because they had been so abused that they were so shut down that all I could get from them was, like, immense sadness. Yeah. And then I saw why they have that. Because mm-hmm. they're getting stabbed, like the other elephants. Yeah. So and so what... So sad I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was wondering, yeah. so you went to the sanctuary-type place, and what are they doing there to help the cause? So there they are... Um, well... They're, you know, taking in these elephants, one, and then they're educating people. And mm-hmm. this, this sanctuary really wants the ones that are abused. But then they also have joined up with, like, this other training center where the Mahouts learn how to raise an elephant kindly and handle an elephant kindly. Mm-hmm. So they're they're really doing a good thing. And those elephants were so cute. They were talking about how much they loved their mahout. And one elephant was like, I had a really mean mahout, and now I have a really kind one, and I just want him to know how kind he is. And and so the, my guy told the, the mahout that, and he was, like, so amazed because it's true. He, she did have a really mean one before. 
really mean. Yeah. And then he came in, and he was just so touched by it. And they were all like, talk to Miles and talk to, you know, they couldn't speak English, but they were like, right. like trying to get me to talk to their elephant. It was so fun. And then, and then they have this like one young elephant who's like, um, he's kind of, uh, he's like a kind of a baby, you know, or juvenile and, and he's like, I want to paint, and I want to play with a ball. And I was like, no, you can't paint because that's like, you know, it's like like exploiting them also, you know. So yeah. Like, they're not going to let you paint here. But he had a, must have heard about how elephants paint, you know. Yeah. And then he's right. like, I want a ball. I want to play with a big ball. And the Mahouts say that whenever they play soccer, he tries to get the ball. So. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so awesome. Cute. I That's know. so amazing. It was. It was so amazing. I was just so, like, enthralled with them, and and just, I want to do something for them. I don't know why, but I want to do something for them to help them because they're such amazing beings. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's so, a once-in-a-lifetime experience, huh? It is, it is. And to be so close to them and be able to pet them and hug them and, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they do this bathing thing, too. You know, it's kind of sad because the animals are not, and I wouldn't say it's sad, because the, the sanctuary still needs to make money. And so, like, they still need to, the elephants still need a routine because they go from group to group. And they go in the, they go swimming in the river, and then you can bathe them by, like, throwing water on them, which people have so much fun doing. But you're still, like... Like, to me, like, in the, the my gym, my, my boyfriend where I went with and his kids, we were all, like, we didn't need to do any of that. Like, we didn't need to feed them. We didn't need to bathe them. Just, like, walking around with them and watching them was, like, cool enough. Yeah. Of course. So, it's in, yeah, it's interesting that they they still feel like they need to, like, you know, get the people yeah. still involved so that they come back and tour it and... Yeah, I think it's just about, you know, educating people about exploitation and trying to minimize that as much as possible, but I understand why why it's necessary for them to keep going. So, I I get definitely, it. Definitely, definitely. But, you know, that's cool that you didn't do that and, you know, I wouldn't do that if I went there and so Oh, no, Jim's son was like totally dating them. <laughs> 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 so cute. I'm so cute. <laughs> well, well, I'm so glad you're back, and I'm glad that you guys had such a great trip. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> okay, okay. So, should we take some Let's talk to some animals, and uh, let's see who we have here. We have Valerie, who has Rainbow the Cat, Um which is a diluted calico cat, maybe about five years old, female. Um, the photo's on our Facebook. Um, she's kind of feral and won't warm up to her, so she wants to know how to make her life uh, a little easier. So let's find out from Valerie. Hey, Hi. Valerie. <laughs> Tell us about Hi. Rainbow. Uh, well, she came here probably around three years ago, had a litter of kittens, like, kept the kittens they're all females but i don't want to put them with her because she's she's feral more you know she doesn't let me pat her she talks to me but um and she lives outside and i don't know where she sleeps and so i kind of want to make wherever she's sleeping more comfortable if i knew where it was 
Um, okay. Or just maybe help her warm up to me more. Okay. So how did you get her kittens from her? I had a trap. Um, she had to be trapped. I She was trapped first. Uh, an organization here in New Hampshire helped oh. me out. And uh, oh, we, tra- we trapped her, and she went off and got spayed, and then I caught the kittens. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. and so the... So what do you you want to ask her how she can make outdoor life more comfortable for her? And so will you take care of her for her whole life? Can I tell her that you'll be her oh, person? Oh, yeah, I am her person. I mean, I feed her every day. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah. Okay, let's get her. Let's get her. She's beautiful. I see her picture on, on yeah, the Facebook she is. page. <laughs> Sometimes I get scared when she moves fast. Mm-hmm. She tries to be really slow. I just feel nervous. I kind of would like it if she sat with her back towards me. Mm. And then maybe I could come and sniff her. Thank you for taking my kittens. I know you have them. I was so tired of taking care of them. She said she likes to see you at night time. Uh-huh. Like if you like if you come outside at night. Do you go out looking for her at night or do you just go outside sometimes? Yeah, start? sometimes sometimes I go out. If I see her, I'll go out and visit with her. Oh, um, yeah, but most of the time like she's so elusive. I don't She's been coming in the middle of the night more. Oh. So, um, I don't get to see her too much now. She says in the middle of the night it's safer there. Right. Because right. there's been animals around. Uh-huh. I kind of like the idea of a soft bed. I like the idea of being domesticated. Mm. I think that I could be in time. Well, that's good. Wow, that's so good. <laughs> hmm. She said she likes crunchy treats on her food. Oh, crunchy you know treats on her on food? Her, yeah, oh. do you know what that is? Um, no, I don't. I usually just give her, she's been picky about food. So, I, you know, I try to buy her the same kind all the time. But um, I wonder what the crunchy treats are, because I'm wondering if the crunchy treats are kibble or if it's like an actual treat. Yeah, because I don't know that I've I've tried giving her treats back way back when she first came, but she wouldn't eat them. I wonder if it's the kibble then. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Like I think it's wet food with kibble on top. Okay. Maybe they gave maybe they gave her that in the hospital at the vet. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I know that I have actually communicated with her. Oh, and good. She, she um. She. Um, didn't she liked the food when she was at the place when she got spayed? She told me that. Oh, um, good. Yeah. yeah. So, did you find out what food that was? I no, I don't know. The people that used to run it, it it's all changed now. So uh, uh, I can't get uh, in touch with the person that took her. Yeah. So, yeah. But, well, green free is always best. You could try Halo. That's a good kibble. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, she's eating what she has. Um, she has been picky. There's certain foods that I've left out there, like tuna, just fresh tuna. She won't eat it. Um, but I had another cat here for a little while, and he um, 
he must have been a stray too, and I was feeding him, but he died oh, about a month ago. Oh, she says that she has to eat some meaty food in the wild, so I think she's hunting too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, when she had the kittens, I saw her. She would get the squirrels and yeah, um, yeah. So she so was. She's, <laughs> so she's getting a good diet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And she says she does understand you when you talk to her. Oh, good. And I like it when she does. Hmm, She seems like like she does. I feel like she's not always far away. Like, if you're outside during the day, I don't think she's far. I think she's, like, somewhere watching you. Oh, wow. She could be. It's very woody here. She could be hiding behind anything. (laughs) Yeah, she says behind the plants that are a little bit prickly. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. I I worry about her. Yeah, I don't think you need to worry about her so much right now. I think you just Mm. kind of do what you're doing and and Mm -hmm. just keep envisioning her in your mind coming up to you and being able to, like, cut her even just, like, having her sniff you and hang out with you and Mm -hmm. just envision that. And you want to try Mm -hmm. and stay away from saying any negatives, like, don't be scared. Because what happens is when we say don't be scared, whether you're conscious of it or not, you're um, putting a picture in your mind and a feeling in your body for everything you're saying and thinking. And so when we say don't be scared, we picture the fear and we feel the fear. So you want to say be confident, be brave, be comfortable, Uh be content. Yeah, you have a a person, I'll take care of you forever. And then you can say things like if you're ever hurt, if you're ever hurting, I can take care of you and I can bring you to the vet, but then you'll come back to me again. You'll right. always come back here. Right. Yeah. That's what I told her when she went and got spayed was, you know, you're, you're coming back here. You know, I just kept telling her you are coming back here. Oh, that's so yeah. great. That's so yeah. good. Good job. Thanks yep. for calling in. And oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. it. I love Thanks, your work. Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Valerie. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Cool. Well, it sounds like everything's going well. Not too too bad. No, she's doing good. Yeah. You know, it's hard when they're scared because they have to get over that fear, you know, and every little movement, like she said. Yeah. But yeah. patience. We have a brooder who's a five-year-old German shepherd calling in, uh, rescued four years ago and wants to know uh, what life was like before. Um, well, mom, Barbara, wants to know what brooder's life was like before. So let's get Barbara. Hey, Hi, Barbara. Barbara. Tell Can us, you hear me? Yes, tell us about brooder. Okay. Brooder, I adopted him from a rescue about four years ago. And he's quite happy and healthy and safe now living with me and my husband and our other German Shepherd, a six-year-old female. Mm. We, before um, we adopted him, he may have lived on the streets for a little while prior to being rescued and, and living with a foster. Um, he's quite fearful of loud noises, thunder, pops, anything that's a noisy and the, the question that I wanted to ask him was, what happened to him before he came to live with me that made him so fearful of noises? You know, I wonder, you know, did he have a family before he lived with me? Did he run away? Yeah. Did something happen before yeah. he was rescued? 
Okay, let me get him. And gosh, he is just absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. Sweetheart, he is so sweet. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's get him. Yeah, for all of you out there, he's like this beautiful, well, he's like a black and tan, but he's mostly black with tan under his face, right? Yeah, yeah. And tan under his belly. He's really unusual looking, but does still look purebred, isn't he? You know, he's got to be a mix of some kind. I think oh. he's a mix, and I'm not sure what if I, he if he knew. I would love to ask him because yeah, he probably <laughs> he's doesn't know. German Shepherd doesn't. and maybe Australian Shepherd, but I'm just not oh, sure. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, he's gorgeous. He's a herder, okay. that's sure. <laughs> oh, he is. Of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, let's get Bruder. I gotta tell my mom I'm super happy with them. <laughs> They really trained me well. Yep. They pay really close attention to me. And they make sure I understand every training. So he's saying that when you were teaching him something, you made sure that he understood it before you went on to the next thing. True. I love cut-up meat. (laughs) That's like the best thing ever. And if you could give me barbecued meat, I'd be very happy. He wants what? Barbecued meat. <laughs> well, you know, we do live in Texas. Nah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay, Bruder, what happened to you before you came to your mom and dad? What was your life like? I got hit by a car. Oh. And not just like a little, like I got run over. And everybody was honking at me. Do you notice that my right shoulder is sore sometimes? That's from that. Do you notice that? Well, it's very funny that you say that. Not him. My other dog has a shoulder issue. Well, that's, that's weird. It is weird. But Bruder, are you talking about your friend? Are you talking about did your did he did your did his friend get hit by a car? No, Heidi had a uh, an injury when she was about six months old, but it wasn't a car. No, then that's not it. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think I picked up Heidi. I think that I mean, let me see. Is does your shoulder hurt as well as Heidi's? Yeah, if you notice, I can't stretch it as much. Hmm. And it hurts in the elbow. I have to keep an eye on that. When I jumped out of the yard, I did it because I was tired of getting smacked in the butt. I was always getting smacked in the butt. So do you think you he went away from his first family? It looks like it, but it looks like a low chain link fence. It looks like only mm, three and a half, four feet. Mhm. I mean, now he's a German Shepherd. He could scale bigger than that, but it looks low. And he says that he had a cat friend. <laughs> I wasn't on the streets for too long. That's good to know. Did you, did you know I like people? He does. He loves people. And the other thing is, 
and knew I wanted love. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't know how to find it without abuse. So he's saying, like, his old person loved him, too, but also kind of smacked him a lot. Was he neutered when he when he came to the, when he was found? Because I don't know if he, they were smacking him on the rear end because he was humping something. He does that. <laughs> That's a bad idea. Yeah. Um, uh, he may have, and, and some people just don't get that. You know, it's such not a big deal, people. It is not a big deal. But um, he was neutered when he was rescued. So oh. came to me. So he was about a year a uh, year old when no, it was before he was about six or seven months old when he was neutered. Oh, yeah, so he was young. He was yeah. young still. Yeah. So oh wow, he's smart to be running away at six months old if he doesn't like his people. Yeah. Well see and I wondered if something may have scared him off. Well, I wouldn't say he wasn't necessarily scared off. I think he just felt like I could find something better than this, which is actually unusual for a six-month-old. Usually you see that in older dogs, like three and older. You know, when they're young, they still sort of feel like immature and young. They don't have those thoughts, but it's interesting. But he does look like he was hit by a car and the honking of the noises, and that might be his noise phobia. Very well may be. But you know what, honey? When you hear noise, just lick and yawn and blink your eyes, and you don't have to know what every noise is. Yeah. You don't have to know. He does that. He's got some great uh, calming. Um, oh, good. Yeah, he does. He's awesome. so sweet. Yeah, well, thanks for calling in. He was Thank you for talking to him. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Barbara. Bruder. That's so cool that... Um, Barbara knows the calming signals. I know. I love that. A plus for Barbara. I know, right? And <laughs> and teach how she taught him because she said I that know. she was really clear when she was teaching him. That's I know. me too. So I guess cool. he knows what not clear is when somebody's smacking him around when he's being naughty, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Um, let's go to Laurentia, who has a feral cat, a male orange tabby named Dart. I believe we've talked to Dart before. Um, he's on Facebook around six years old, and he's become quite a bully, feisty and scratching her. So, oh, no. Laurentia, what's happening? What's, ha- what's this whole fighting going on? You know, Dart has always been this this cat who's had no manners whatsoever, and he's always been a bully, but and he's the alpha of all the cats in the barn, all nine cats. He's the boss. I have no idea what is making him so I, ornery lately. Um, he's attacked my arm three times in the last week, and oh. uh, just, wa- just walking to the barn, you know, they, we have this whole herd of cats, if you can imagine that. And when it's time to eat, he has to, like, run up to every one of them and pound on them, you know, and, and tackle them to get in front of them. And I don't know what is going on. I've I've just put him uh, separately from the other cats at feeding time a couple of times just to give them some, some peace because he'll walk up and push them out of the way and steal their food. And it's just, I don't and know what's going a, on with and this, is a, and this is a new behavior for him? Well, he's always been pushy. But he's been here now a number of years, and he's the acknowledged alpha of the group. 
So I don't know if he's just trying to remind everybody or if there's something more going on with him. Yeah, let's ask him. Okay. Oh, okay, hold on. Let's ask him. He's so cute, too, Dart. (laughs) He says, you know what I got to tell you? What? I have an irritable bowel. Oh, my. It hurts when I poop. And I'm getting cramping. Oh. And it's giving me an attitude. <laughs> oh, so I want to say something. Okay. I'm not sure what it is. Do you think it's my food? Maybe. Or do you think it's a bird bone? Because it might a bird be a bird bone. bone. You do. You have been quite successful catching birds recently on the farm. <laughs> I don't know if it's a bird bone or not. Darnie, why are you stealing food from your friends, though? That doesn't make sense. If you've got an irritable bowel, why are you pushing your friends away? Because I'm like, give me that. I need to clear myself out. (laughs) I think the more I'll eat, the more I'll poop. I feel like I need to just poop it out. God, I wonder what it is. Maybe maybe he's an adjustment. Like, maybe he's out of adjustment, and so then he's constipated a little bit. Oh, my God. Then he's needed an adjustment for five years. Holy bonkers. Okay. I will see what I could do about that, Dart, you poor buddy. I know, oh, maybe, yeah. like, coconut oil might be good for him, too, Ooh, to help him. Okay. Yeah, maybe see if he'll lick that off your finger or lick it. it is it possible that it's that it's um, um, a parasite? Yeah, you know, I was thinking, when you first were telling me about that, I was like, gosh, I wonder if he has worms, because his behavior sounds a little bit like, hey, give me the food, but... I, they actually more talk about like a ravenous feeling or like a feeling where they have like a like a uh, twisting sensation in their stomach. But I don't uh, want to rule it out because it's definitely possible. So okay. I mean, it it wouldn't if you catch him pooping, it's not a bad idea to get a stool sample, even though those sometimes are not the best at letting you know if he's got a parasite or not. The difficult part is with nine with nine cats. It's difficult yeah, it's hard to tell to, just who. Uh, does he have Does he have fleas? Has he had fleas? Do you know? Uh, yes, yes. A lot yeah. of them have fleas, and he's yeah. he's got a couple of patches on his back that he's licked raw. Oh, so maybe it. W- I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the flea treatment and stuff and the deworming, but. Sometimes it does more damage not to do it, so I would maybe get him some Confortis or something or get him something that he can, yeah, I maybe. Inter- I introduced raw garlic into their food a couple of days ago, just a tiny bit that's supposed to create oh. an inhospitable um, um, environment for worms and other parasites. Oh, well, and so, but he's been doing this longer than that, though, too, right? Because garlic can be yes. hard on the stomach. Okay, I, I'll do it. Just, it was just a teeny tiny bit for each of the cats in a larger pile of food. I hope that that's going to be okay. And I ordered some, 
um, powdered earth. That d- it starts with a D. I can't pronounce it correctly. Oh, yeah, 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 right. I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah, which is supposed to kill them, too. Yeah, um, and you introduce it into their food, but you also give them a dry, like a sand bath with it. Yeah, right. That's not a bad idea. He says, that it- the, he says that the garlic wakes them up. He says, wow, it wakes me up. <laughs> I bet it does. <laughs> he tries to take it away from Fathead, so. Yeah. Fathead's yeah. the oldest cat. He has no f- teeth, and so it's Fathead gets soft food, and Dart's always trying to take it. So. Yeah, so see if maybe, maybe see, I don't know, maybe give that um, the garlic a chance to start working and the other stuff. I mean, I can't really give you veterinary advice, but. Of course. But maybe see if that's wor- that works, and if it doesn't stop, then maybe deworm him. Alrighty. Because because um, it's really interesting when you see behavior really change like that. Sometimes when they can't when they can't talk to us in the in our minds, you know, when they can't always talk to us, sometimes they act out physically to let mm-hmm. us know what's go that something's wrong, that something's happening. Uh-huh. So one of the things that we can tell them too, you could tell your your pack or your um, pride. You can say, okay, if anything's ever bothering you, tell me in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, tell me, send it to me over and over and over and over and over again. What's wrong? Okay. And then in the okay. morning, oftentimes you'll wake up and you'll just sort of like sense that something's going on. All right. So, yeah. Yeah, call back in and let us know how he does. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen, but okay. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like maybe it might be, too. He's such a naughty boy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Thanks so Thanks, much. Tony. Thanks. Bye-bye, you guys. Bye. Oh, you. that's so interesting. Oh. Garlic, huh? I know. I had to think about that because I need to do something for my guys and the fleas, like, to how to make it. I know. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. And I know that I a lot of the times garlic is in the, um, in like, in dog food and yeah. pet food. They, I heard long ago, though, not to give them garlic too much, but I don't know. I give my horse uh, bug off garlic mm-hmm. through the flies, but, and, yeah, Stormy's so sensitive. I've tried to give it to him before, and he it hurts his stomach. No, oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Well, we'll have to look into that and figure it out. I want to. I want to see if it works or not. Um, we have Melanie who recently lost her dog Maggie, whose photos on Facebook, and um, Maggie was a nine-year-old English Springer Spaniel. And she's worried um, if she made the right decision to put her down or not, which is one of the hardest things that you have to go through. Um, let's talk to Melanie. Hey, Melanie. Hi. Hi. Hi, Melanie. Hi. See if I can get through this without crying a bunch. Oh. <laughs> um, so I just, okay. you, um, yeah, um, you know, she came down sick all of a sudden, and then she wasn't able to walk, and we ran a bunch of tests and did a bunch of stuff, and they thought maybe it's like an insulin tumor or something to where her backside, she just couldn't walk anymore. And um, so that's when we made the decision. 
and I just want to know if she's okay and and where's her ball because I want to keep it. Oh, you can't find it? No. Maybe she took it to heaven with her. (laughs) Maybe she did. Yeah. Hold on. Let me get her. Hi, Melanie. Hi. Tell my mom I can see her from here. And I can jump up on the couch. And I can rub myself all in the sheets of the bed. And I'm not scared. And I can jump in the car. And I can even steal food off the counter. She seems like she was such a good little girl, though. Would she ever steal food off the counter at at home when she was alive? Um, no, not really. Um, but she she ate a lot. Oh, she <laughs> so ate she a lot. Little, That's she, funny. Um, Maybe in heaven she could be misbehaved. <laughs> well, she was a pretty good girl. Um, she was an alpha, though. Oh, do you know what she means about rubbing herself around in the sheets? She looks like she's messing up the sheets. Um, just how she just get on her back and just lay there and yeah. rub around. Yeah, that's what she's doing. So know that she's doing that and her her spirit is doing that with you. So, like, if you have that, like, if you're laying in bed or you're on the bed and you have that memory of Melon, of, uh, of her doing that, of Maggie doing that, that, it may not be a memory. It might be her there actually doing it, and it's bringing back the emotions of when she was alive. Okay. And you know what so, else I got to say? What? Mom, Mom, you made the right decision. I knew I had to go. And there's a granny that is so nice here with me. She's made me little socks. Do you have like a grandmother or somebody who knitted? Um, yeah. You know, because she's there making her socks. <laughs> it's like, like they look like leg warmers. Did she? Did your grandma used to make socks? Do you remember? Um, they're like leg warmers. Well, no, no. But it's, uh, it's interesting that they're leg warmers. I mean, it may not have like the actual leg warmer might not have any meaning. It's just like she's trying to pinpoint who the woman is on the other side. But uh-huh. sometimes I read a lot into it, and I'm like, okay, huh, like why leg warmer instead of like a scarf or why leg warmer instead of like a T-shirt, uh-huh. you know? So, so sometimes that has meaning. So think about it. Like later on you might think or like, oh, yeah, I remember she knitted that or something. And you know what else? Huh. She says it's not lonely here. You might think it is, but it's not. I try to pick up tissues and give them to you. I put them in my mouth and then I hand them to you. And then I lie my whole body over your lap. And then I rest my head against your chin. I really, really want you to know that I'm happy and you don't need to worry about me. And I'm really grateful for my life with you. 
is she around me all the time? Because I don't yeah, know so, her. So, so that's what she's saying. But she's, like, when you're crying, she's giving you tissues, she's rolling on the bed, she's in the kitchen when you're making food, trying to steal food off the counter. So she's around you all the time. And what happens is that, like I was saying before, like, sometimes, like, they're around and you all of a sudden sense them and feel them, but you don't realize that you're sensing their spirit. You think that it's a memory. That's, mm-hmm. that, that has to be the most common thing that happens with people, that their animal pops into their mind and they think that they're missing their animal when really what happened is that their animal is just visiting them. And then, um, and it's like sometimes just through your grief, it's just really hard to kind of sense it and feel it. And people want like this apparition of their loved ones showing themselves who they want, like this dream of them. And, it just doesn't always come like that. It's just it's just not like that. I mean, for some people it is, but not for everybody. It's much more subtle. And so you have to sort of, uh, for lack of better wording, lower your expectations of what a visit actually entails. Because they just come and they'll give you like a sense of peace sometimes and You just have to pay attention to, like, when does that sense of peace come over you? Or, like, they'll come in hummingbirds or dragonflies or or animals. Like, they'll manifest themselves in other animals. And so you'll see something like a hummingbird when you're just thinking about them and you're like, wow, oh, my God, was that them? Or did they send that hummingbird? Or, like, they can blow the wind or – like the ball missing is a really interesting thing because you might find that she's going to use those balls later as like a sign for that she's coming to you. Like later on, as time goes by, you might start finding lots of balls. So you just want to kind of pay attention to that too. Okay. okay. Yeah. Does she oh, know where she left that ball? <laughs> it's in between. It's in between something. I don't know if it's like in between the couch cushions or something or behind the. It's like stuck in between. It looks like maybe she like pushed it down somewhere. Yeah, that would be her. Aww, you'll find it. Yeah, thanks, thanks for calling in, Melanie. You be well. Okay, thank you. Bye, Melanie. Yeah. I bet you'll find it. Oh, she'll definitely find it. Yeah. She'll definitely I, find it. So, I find those, those things, things happen all the time. At like, yeah. They happen mm-hmm. at just the right timing, too. It's like people are, like, looking frantically for things, and then it's just like they'll make it appear at just the right time, you know, or, like, you just yeah. are ready to have the item. Right. Um, it's so cool. Well, it's cool that, you know, the signs are there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We have uh, Lillian who's calling in about Kelsey, um, who is a male uh, poodle. I don't know. What's an old Wheaton? Do you know what that is? Yeah, Wheaton. It's not a poodle, oh, I don't poodle, know what that though. is. Maybe it's okay. a... Uh, no, it's a mix. A, it's a, a Wheaton poodle. Oh, yeah. It's like a, wheat, a Wheaton terrier. Oh, Okay. A year and a half with black and brown ears, brown spot above his butt. He won't eat on his own. He pushes the bowl around for 10 minutes and still won't eat until Lillian feeds him, um, hand feeds him. 
Mm. Major eating issues, bought seven different kinds of dog food. So let's find out from Lillian. Um, Gosh, that sounds like uh, crazy. What's going on with Kelsey? I have no idea. He, he, He got very finicky when he was younger, and then so I was just trying different foods. I tried to cook for him, and oh. I was just listening to a lot of people giving me advice, and I'm and he will not eat his kibbles. He went without food for five days in the stretch for once, and we all got worried. So anyway, I we, we couldn't figure out until today, so I've been trying to hand feed him, and, and feeding has just been a chore every day. So I and don't so know what he's Is he really thin? No, he's not thin because when mommy feeds him, he eats. And and so now we're down to making brown rice with a little bit of cheese. And then I know he's not getting enough in- nutrition, so I did the um, lamb jerky that is just lamb so he gets his meat. And I have to add peanut butter to that, and he won't eat it. So until I sit and says, come on, let's eat, and I have to coax him, and it's always a chore trying to feed him. Not sure what to do, um, and I don't know what he's thinking. And he's very skittish. He's right now he's with me at work because he refused to stay home. He's afraid of the house. He's afraid of the house. Yeah, we he would he would go in to the house every time. I like in the, he's okay in the bedroom. That's where he sleeps with us. And in the morning he'll come down and I'll say let's go for a walk and he'll hurry up, go to the garage and sit and wait for me. And then when he comes back and we come in from the garage, as soon as he walks in the door, he goes to one corner of the room and he lays there and pretend he's asleep. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. so how long is how long have you had him? I've had him since he was eight weeks old and he was okay until maybe about this is, hap- this is happening, maybe about almost three months now, and I do not know quite what to do. Okay. I... Well, I'm going to talk to him right now, but I have to say that right away, I think to I think that he probably needs a chiropractic adjustment because what can happen is that if he plays too rough or if he jumps off of something and kind of twists himself, he can knock himself out of alignment. And when uh-huh. he knocks, and it's actually really easy to do. And when he knocks himself out of alignment, it very often affects digestion, which it affects appetite, and it also creates more anxiety and more fears. Mm-hmm. So if he was my dog, regardless of what he tells me, because he's so young, he might have other reasoning for his behavior, I would take him to the chiropractor immediately. Where would be a dog chiropractor? Or is it a human yes. chiropractor? Well, <laughs> some, some human chiropractors will work on dogs. You just want to make sure that um, it's somebody that has experience on that and you've got uh-huh. a referral. But you can you can Google um veterinary chiropractor okay and see if there's somebody in your area if you can't find it by googling i would just you could call like all the holistic pet stores or a holistic vet like somebody who does acupuncture uh-huh. and ask them do you know a veterinary chiropractor somebody Perfect. will know okay. yeah where are you guys where are you located i am in southern california oh yeah there'll definitely be somebody in southern california right i am actually in orange county yeah i'm uh uh, yeah, yeah, there's probably you, someone out there. Yeah, there's definitely. Okay, I'll, I'll try and Google yeah. it then. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, you can also email me at Laura at the petpsychic dot com, uh-huh. and or uh, or petpsychicradio at gmail dot com, or send me a message on our Facebook page, and okay. uh, I'll send you some names. Okay, perfect. I will send you an email then. Okay. Okay. So let's talk to him and see what happens. And and he is healthy. Great. He's with me right now in my office. You know what I don't like? Mm-hmm. I don't like my jaw feeling strange. Huh. Sometimes it hurts the left side of my eye. Hurts what? On the left side of his eye? On the left side of his eye. You know I was talking about if he needed adjustment? If he was out in his atlas, which is at the base of his skull, mm-hmm. um, he might feel it in his jaw and on the left side of his face. And might, he yeah. might, sometimes they complain about it being numb there. Hmm. Okay. Oh, but also I have this problem that I feel like there's a dark shadow over me. Okay. I always feel like there's something hovering over me. Hmm. wonder what could and that be. It's not that I'm scared of the house. just that I feel a little bit nervous. Do you know when it started, Kelsey? When did it start? I started when I ate that food that gave me a stomach ache. Oh, my gosh. I wonder what that is. Well, okay, so it's possible to me that if, like I was saying, if he's out of alignment or something, that Mm -hmm. it's affecting his vision a little bit so Mm -hmm. that feels like there's a dark shadow over him, but not really there's a dark shadow over him, but it just feels like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's possible that he injured himself, and then it because he injured himself, he got a bad stomachache, and so he's thinking that he ate something and got a stomachache, but right. really it was... I mean, some people would be like, oh, my God, is there a spirit there? But I don't feel that. I just think he's young, and he's is not really knowing how to put into words what's happened. Mhm. Now the other thing is Kelsey plays really hard. Like if I were to just bring him to the dog park, or if I were to bring him, you know, and he would play. But and I would bring him to daycare. Like today, I was going to bring him to daycare, and I says, and and if I ask him, and he knows, if I bring him to the beach, and the minute I say the word, he's out in the car waiting. <laughs> I know he loves the beach, and then today and lately. We've been going to daycare three times a week. Lately, when I say daycare, he rolls over and go to bed and just totally ignores <laughs> me. Uh, so I don't know whether something happened there. That's You know, sometimes uh, oh, it's so hard when you don't know whether your pet got abused. Yeah, let me ask him, but I have a feeling that he needs an adjustment. He feels really stiff. So the uh-huh. thought of, like, going and walking and running and getting slammed, even though he loves being slammed, I would I would take him to get an adjustment. Okay. I like daycare, just my jaw is bothering me. Hmm. And the side of my head. That's weird. Okay. It's to, to like I can see where you would feel like it's weird, but to me it's not weird at all. It's like uh. it's so it's so common. Okay, so the chiropractic so adjustment might help him out then. It. I, I would not be surprised if it helped him in one session. Okay. Like you saw a huge change. And so just know if your chiropractor doesn't tell you 
but it they'll get adjusted and they might be really tired that night. You might see a bit of an improvement the next day. Day three, it might look like they're getting worse, and day seven, it might look like they're getting worse. It's just the healing, but they, uh-huh. they'll get they'll get better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, so email, email email us. I I will I will go ahead and do that. And another thing, can you ask him what he likes to eat? Because I can't figure him out. I've cooked. I've given him everything, so I can't. Well, think. I think like his appetite is going to come back after you get this taken care of. Okay. Because right now it's not about the taste of the food; it's about right. his jaw uh, and feeling and feeling a little bit nauseous when he eats. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what, Lillian, call us back after you get the adjustment, and then maybe he'll okay. be able to tell yeah, us I'll more about I'll definitely go ahead and look one up today and see what I can okay. try and bring him in. Oh, I'm just going to email right. you. Maybe you can throw me some names, and then I'll make an right. appointment, and I'll definitely get it done, and hopefully maybe by next week I could call back. Cool. Great. Perfect. Do that. Okay. Thank you okay. so much for your time. Okay. okay. Sure thing. You will. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like her. We'll see. I mean, I'm excited yeah, to find right. out. Anytime, like a, uh, someone has like a uh, like changes that quickly, mm-hmm. definitely. I'm so crazy about the chiropractor. This is the first thing I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, my, I know. My first year all. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, okay, so we're we're uh, running out of time, and I want to get to one more call. Um, we have okay. Ashley with Mercury, a Siamese female. The photo is on Facebook. Um, that is Farrell, and she got her right after her cat Freddie disappeared, and she's not sure what happened to Freddie, but it really bothers her that the cat is bonding with her roommate a little more than her. So it looks like uh, there's a couple Aww. things going on. Let's find out. Hey, Ashley. Hi. So tell us what's what's going on at home and what happened to Freddie and sounds like there's a lot going on. Um, yeah, Freddie disappeared about um November twentieth last not last November twentieth, November twentieth before that. Um it was really traumatic for me and I, I still don't know what happened to him. Um I'm assuming the worst because that cat loves me more than life itself. Um and I got I adopted Mercury who was feral, um, shortly after um, I'm an active volunteer at a cat place here in San Luis Obispo, and um, I bonded with Mercury, and um, she's very far from feral now. I've had her for about a year and a half. She's about two now. Um, and basically my roommate, Jackie, and I really sh- almost share custody over her, even though she's my cat. Um, and I've been really bothered in the last several months because um, Mercury will – cry to leave my room to go be with Jackie and it just upsets me that she doesn't want to spend time with me. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Kind of So we want to see, so like, why? Like, what, what happens? Why are you why are you spending more time with Jackie than your mom? Yeah, okay. and just that I want her to know that, you know, Jackie is there for her and Jackie loves her, but that, you know, at the end of the day, I'm her mom and, um, I love her very much. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get her. I got to tell my mom something. I think her heart is still hurting. And I don't know if there's room for me when she has love for her other cat. And so I'm going to tell her that that you, you definitely do have room for love for her, 
and that your heart is just hurting because you don't know what happened to, to your cat. You haven't really been able to have closure. And so I want her to know that I love her a lot. And I feel like she got me to the place where I am. And Jackie tells me more secrets. Jackie tells her more secrets? <laughs> yeah. She's huh. really talk she's really talkative to me. Can she does my talk mom a lot tell her? Does she can my mom tell me more things? I wanna know okay. more about your life. Can you okay. tell me about things that you do and places that you go in your old life with Freddie? Okay. Yeah, I could I could probably do that. Um, yeah. She's a special Can cat. I, I do. She's, she wants food in your room. <laughs> she wants food in my room? <laughs> and, spe- and special treats. Special treats. Okay. Can you keep special treats in the drawer? Does Jackie keep special treats in the drawer? You know, I'm not sure. Jackie will sometimes go buy stuff for her that I'm not aware of. <laughs> um, Jackie, Jackie's in Europe right now, so she's been kind of lonely without her. Oh. You would just I bet, me. I bet Jackie's I mean, keeping secret treats in her drawer. That's why she's going in there. <laughs> I know. One of the reasons. <laughs> But it's interesting, too, is that she's, like, feeling like you haven't had closure about Freddie and so that there's a part of her that's, like, she doesn't know if she can be, like, your world because your world has been disrupted. So um, do you feel like she can be your world? Oh, yes. And part of the reason I was calling today was to hopefully get closure with Freddie if you were able to contact him. Fortunately, I don't do lots of animals, but if you send me an email, I can direct you to people who do. To okay. Help you with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think I can have closure, and um, I mean, I, I will always love Freddie. He was a huge part of my my life and existence. But um, I mean, I've I've definitely allowed Mercury into my heart a lot. Yeah. Did you hear, Mercury? And that's a really special job that you can have to help heal your mom. It'd be really nice if you could get closer with her. Mom, I'm sorry you're sad. Yeah. I'm sorry that a cat hurt your feelings. The interesting thing too is I don't know I don't know if Freddie's passed away because what's interesting to me is sometimes they the one that's passed, and Mercury's not talking about Freddie being passed. Not to say, I don't want to say that he isn't gone, that he isn't passed, but I think it's interesting she's not saying, I see her cat in spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Ashley, just, we're, yeah. un- unfortunately, we're running out of time, so i got to cut it short, but um, please call us back and let us know how Mercury's doing after... Um, you do some of those changes. Definitely. I will do so. Okay. Thanks, Ashley. All right, Ashley. Be well. Bye, Mercury. Bye, Mercury. Sorry to cut it so short, everyone. Um, well, oh, I wasn't watching time. I know. We don't have time for words of wisdom, but tune in it next week to the so pet. Fast.
I know. Mm-hmm. Pet Psychic Radio Show next week. Uh, talk to the animals. Until then, go to thepetpsychic.com for more tips on animal communication. Talk to the animals. Talk to the animals.